Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to the show. My name is Alex McLeod. Today we're joined in studio by Thomas to talk about the Lights Matter Conference for aspiring photographers. So just getting into it, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, my name is Thomas Hopkins. I'm a professional photographer here in Fort McMurray. Primarily focus on real estate, commercial uh, photography, and then I do quite a bit of wedding photo and video work as well. Awesome. So you're here to talk about the Lights Matter Conference. Before we start, let's get to know you a little bit. What kind of inspired you to become a photographer and how has your journey evolved over the years? Uh, I really started my business business in 2017. Uh, I needed a bit of an outlet to fill my time and I never really did anything with photography prior to moving to town in 2017. And so it was a bit of an outlet that just kind of started uh, off as a need to fill my time and it actually started in real estate photography. And then over the years, it's kind of evolved into the, the beast it is today where it's become a really big part of everything that I do and kind of intertwined with a lot of the other things that I have going on in my life too. And it's really been something that you know, I'm an engineer in my day job. Uh, I work for Suncor, and this is so vastly different from an analytical engineering kind of standpoint that it gives me a creative outlet that I don't necessarily have with other things. For sure. And you mentioned you do some like real estate photography. What other kind of work do you like to do and what kind of like prep knowledge like work goes into like planning them and getting those photos done? Yeah. So real estate, I would say, is my bread and butter in terms of kind of how my business has grown. And they're, they're pretty standard photos. I work for a variety of realtors in town. And so those photos are very much, you know, going, making sure the house is ready to be shot and then trying to capture the house as it actually is and make it look, you know, presentable and the best that it can be for the agents. Things where you're working with people generally allow you to be a bit more creative and, and there's you know any number of different things that you could be doing with a photo shoot with a person, whether that's a wedding, capturing theoretically what could be the biggest day for someone's life, or maybe catch, catching a special moment with uh, a family that's reconnecting for the first time with family members across the country and making some memories with them. So prep, I think, really comes down to knowing your clients as well and knowing the sort of photography that you you are trying to capture, whether you're a photographer that likes to work with really posed material and, and having your subjects in a really structured setting, or if you're more of a candid photographer that wants to just capture the moment and the family as it as they are, I would say. For sure. And how do you kind of adapt your photography techniques from, let's say, architecture photos to candid photos, planned photos, stuff like that? Yeah, I would say the basis of photography is all the same. When you think about, you know, shutter speed, your aperture, all of those kind of baseline things you need to understand to be able to implement them for a different type of photography. And so once you have a good understanding of how all of your camera settings uh, work together, then it really opens the door for being able to 
be creative on your shoot. So if you're going to be doing family photography uh, at sunset, you maybe need to shoot that a little differently than if you're going to do a family session in the middle of the day, for example. Uh, and so really starting to understand lighting, how your camera works, all of those things really play into the final outcome and the image that you're going to create. For sure. And can you share like a particularly challenging, memorable experience you had and what did you kind of learn from having that? I think I've been fortunate to travel a fair amount with my photography. Uh, I think one of the highlight things that I've had the ability to do is go on a, a canoeing trip down the Yukon River with the That's Army cool. Cadet Program of Canada and trying to plan for what gear to actually bring on that, how we're going to charge things over the course of a seven-day canoe adventure, and really trying to just capture the essence of what this trip meant to the cadets and kind of the beauty of the, the Yukon region. I think that was probably uh, one of the most challenging things I've, I've done in the last little while. And then uh, I think much like everyone else, trying to just kind of figure out your own style and, and how you want to try and grow your business is just an ongoing challenge that I think every photographer and small business can relate to. For sure. I'm just curious, how did you charge your camera over the seven days? We had a solar charger and then we packed a lot of batteries and tried to really be cognizant of what we were shooting and not just shooting blindly so that we could try and conserve what, what batteries we did have. Awesome. And then how do you kind of approach that between like, let's say those spontaneous moments where let's say something happens and you got to whip out your camera or like a planned photo where it's like all of them lined up standing together kind of thing. Yeah. I think when people think about photography, they often think about, you know, you've got to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to have the best gear. Um, and we sometimes take for granted that our phones are actually capable of taking amazing photos and videos. And so sometimes when you think about, you know, capturing that spontaneous moment or that thing that's happening, your phone is perfectly good at capturing the memory and the essence of what's happening. And so not taking for granted that theoretically all of us could be great photographers with the gear that we have. Yes, sometimes gear does help to make a better photo, but if you're really trying to just capture the moment, your phone's a perfect substitute for that. For sure. And with lighting and stuff like that, how does specific lighting play into emotions? Like you were kind of talking about like doing a family picture at sunset, like how would that be conveyed rather than like doing something at night versus in midday stuff like that yeah yeah so obviously the sun is our best source of light that we can use as a photographer and so you'll see lots of photographers in town are what we would call natural light photographers so they don't add any artificial light to their shoots and so making use of where the sun is in the setting you know the easiest kind of example is not facing your subjects towards the sun so that they're squinting into the sun with squinty eyes in all of the photos so kind of getting that light behind them but then thinking about how you could use that light creatively so you mentioned shooting at night you know shooting under street lights or things like that can create some much more dramatic images than just shooting in the middle of the day for example and then once you start to open up that whole um, new world of off-camera flash and adding your own light you can do all kinds of different dramatic things, whether that's supplementing the light of the sun to kind of offset and maybe balance out that light so it's not so harsh in the middle of the day, or create really dramatic portraiture that looks 
like something that had to be created in this massive studio and maybe you only had one one light that you were using that makes me think of one moment when i was out with my cousins and we were at our cabin and we went to like the back area and there was this one like street lamp at this like little place and my cousin just went and sat right under it and i took a picture and i'm like that looks so creepy because he's yeah. just sitting there under the light and nothing else is around him because it's pitch black out and it's like it made it really dramatic and scary and i was like that's just my cousin though yeah <laughs> yeah and it's all just because of that change in the lighting for sure for sure and then with the like editing and stuff like that that's a process like i personally struggle with i kind of over edit my photos how do you kind of deal with that and find the perfect balance yeah i i don't think there's any right answer to your editing either and i think as you kind of develop your photographic style you'll start to find kind of what editing you like and i think that's the important part is there is no right answer photography is just another form of art and your way of editing is just your expression through that art so what i may enjoy as my editing style for family photos for example two or three other photographers across town may edit completely differently and that's totally fine there's no right answer so i think finding a balance is still important and you know there is there is sometimes what i would say too much and and heavy-handed editing but to some people that's that's what they enjoy too and i think it has a time and place you know a family photo isn't something that i would necessarily crank my clarity and contrast all the way up and make look kind of grungy uh, but maybe if you're doing street photography or you're taking photos of cars and you really want that clarity to show the lines of of the car for example great opportunity to kind of go a little more heavy-handed but the only way to learn and, and to actually figure out what your style is, is to just practice. And so getting in and editing your photos, whether they're on your phone or if you've got a camera and taking the time to, you know, get into Lightroom or even use the editing that's built right into your phone software, totally a great way to get started. We're joined by Thomas to talk about the Lights Matter conference. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're joined in studio by Thomas to talk about the Lights Matter Conference. And you mentioned Lightroom. What are some other kind of like apps, resources, even like websites to find like, let's say, inspiration or stuff you actually use day to day? Yeah, I think Lightroom is probably the most popular one for the majority of photographers. It's got both uh, a desktop version and a mobile phone version that you could use. Things like Photoshop are often considered different means of doing that. Depending upon whether you're an Apple user or a PC user, there is certain apps that you could use. Affinity Photos, Owen one um, is an, another one, Capture One, all kinds of different programs that you could use in the run of editing photos. And ultimately at the base and core of all of those programs are all the same. Um, it's really just different interfaces and ways of doing things. But from, from my perspective, I've been a Lightroom Photoshop user since I started and that's kind of what I'm used to. So that's what I would recommend to people to start with, but certainly there's no right answer to, to what editing software you use. For sure. And in your website, you kind of mentioned the importance of like going off the beaten path and finding new things. How do you find fresh perspectives in your work and trying new things when you do go off the beaten path. Yeah, I'm I'm really big on to the sense of adventure that photography has brought to me and I really try and relate that to working with my clients and not just going to kind of the same location all the time or somewhere that's easily accessible. If you're 
down to, to going off the beaten path that totally just opens up new opportunities for something new, whether it's in the photos or even just a new experience for myself or the family that I, that I may be shooting, for example. And so I think one of the ways is I also use photography as a way to just get outside in general. And so I'll often take my three and a half year old with me and we'll go for a walk in the woods to try and find some new photo locations. And it just creates a bit of family time in a sense as well for for me and on the location scouting front. And I definitely think I look at areas differently with a photography lens kind of on than I did before I had this business. And so, you know, I think about trips to the mountains or things like that where we'll go on a family vacation and I'll just be looking around like oh this would be such an amazing location to to shoot in and I can't help myself but look at things from that perspective so are there any like stories or messages you hope to convey through your work obviously you do a lot of real estate family photography are there certain things that you try to put within your like let's say family photography to help have the mood of family I guess (laughs) yeah I think I think a lot of that comes down to working with the right clients. I think you try and have your work showcase the clientele that you're trying to bring in. So if that's clients who are looking for studio portraits, then showcasing a lot of studio work. Uh, For me, that's not the case. I don't have a studio. I like to be shooting outside. I like to shoot off the beaten path. So finding areas to go that, you know, are a little bit out of the way or just families having fun, I think is the most important thing for me to kind of put out. And, and ultimately that's what I'm trying to bring in is the, the sense of adventure that I, I want to bring along. Kind of have a memory attached with the photo as yeah, you do exactly, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. And then how do you kind of stay updated on latest like photography trends and stuff like that? If someone comes to you and they're like, oh, I really like this new trend that's going around. How do you kind of pivot your work to adapt to that if that's what they're looking for? Yeah, I think, um, you know, because I'm not actually a full-time photographer, like I mentioned, I I generally don't necessarily follow all of the trends. I find that, especially now in the era of TikTok and things like that, things change so quick and then they're gone. And so I'm, I find I'm thinking more about consistency in my business and, and trying to approach things from a perspective of making the best product for my clients. One thing that I do, and I think we're going to get into it a little bit here, is you know attending workshops and learning from other photographers and trying to get involved with some sort of an association, whether that's a professional association or even a local camera club, opens the doors to learning from new perspectives and people who have been in the industry for a long time and I think that is super important and maybe not trendy but it helps you grow for sure. For sure and you're actually here to talk about the Lights Matter conference. What's kind of going to be going on those days? You said kind of presentations and stuff like that. What are they going to be covering? Yeah so the Light Matters conference is an annual conference that's hosted by the Alberta branch of the Professional Photographers of Canada Association. And this is the first year that it's actually being hosted here in Fort McMurray. Normally we end up having to travel down to Edmonton or Calgary for this conference. So myself and the other planning committee members are really excited to be bringing it here this year. And so, yes, it's a conference typically directed to other members of the PPOC, but it's also open to photographers or aspiring photographers that aren't necessarily in the association but still want to have an opportunity to attend a photography conference and learn. And I think that's one of the big things for us here in Fort McMurray is 
you don't actually need to travel away this year. It's happening here at the Doug Burns cabin at the end of October. And so we've got um, quite a few speakers lined up. I happen to be one of them in the morning, but really if you're looking to be inspired and hear from industry leading speakers, um, Sean LeBlanc is a Nikon ambassador and Profoto ambassador. Uh, and he's going to be our headliner speaker here on Saturday. And he's really gonna talk about kind of a variety of things, but mostly about you know dramatic portraiture and working with your clients. And really all of the speakers are kind of gonna talk about their own specific fields. So whether you're looking to do more family work, whether you're looking to add a little bit of video to what you do on top of photography, you wanna know about the behind the scenes, how do you actually run a successful business and work with your clients, or do you maybe just want to learn how to take physically better pictures, more dramatic portraiture? There's gonna be some hands-on work that's gonna be happening with all of those demonstrations and speakers. And really it's just an opportunity to all come together. There's gonna to be this vast amount of knowledge in the room from both the speakers and the other attendees who are also professional photographers, just to kind of collectively get together and share some insight into the world of photography. We're joined in studio by Thomas to talk about the Lights Matter Conference. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're joined in studio by Thomas to talk about the Lights Matter Conference. And what kind of presentations we'll be showing? You kind of talked on like dramatics and stuff like that. Would you be able to tease some of the ones that other people are doing, whether let's say it's like street photography, nature, architecture, family photos, stuff like that? Yeah, so starting on... First thing Saturday morning, Matt Lorenz from right here in town with Shaw Spotlight. He's actually going to be talking about how to add video to your repertoire. So uh, most photographers have a DSLR or mirrorless camera and those have pretty good capabilities for video work, but not a lot of photographers really know the ins and outs of video. So he's going to talk about that. Then we have someone coming in to talk about landscape photography. Uh, that one's going to be right up my alley because it's a lot about the adventure of finding these areas that are not necessarily easily accessible, but also just spending time in nature and how to kind of pull that feeling into your photography. Uh, and then after lunch, the whole afternoon on Saturday, we're spending that time with Sean. So again, he's going to be talking about how to actually create something with your portraiture that is bold and dramatic and really stands out from what you see day in day out from uh, the majority of photographers so that's going to be both interactive with him showing us how he incorporates lighting and his techniques into what he does but then also having everyone get out and actually take some photos apply what he's talked about and the ability to kind of interact back and forth with him and, and work on that and so that rounds out our day Saturday in terms of speakers. Then on uh, Sunday, I'll be talking about drones and how to add drones to what you do. So whether that's photo or video work, commercial or family, there's all kinds of things that you can use drones for. And so I'll be talking about that in the morning. Following that, uh, you mentioned street photography. Jay is going to be coming to talk about how to incorporate street photography into what you do. You know, you've got the fundamentals of photography, but how do you actually go about, you know, walking around, seeing things from a different perspective, like I kind of mentioned, and capturing that live while you're out. Could be walking downtown Fort McMurray, could be walking downtown Edmonton. It's going to be the same kind of idea. 
Susie is going to be coming in to talk about fine art portraits or maybe it's something that you want to get into taking fine art nude photography. Uh, she's actually going to have a model come to demonstrate in a skin suit about you know how our bodies can actually make all of these really amazing shapes and forms that you can capture in sort of a fine art way. And then in the afternoon, uh, Evan's going to be talking about commercial photography. So really looking more at the business side of things, how do you apply a bunch of principles from small business into what you're doing so that your photography business can grow and you can start to work with bigger and bigger clients. Awesome. And I'm just curious, why did you choose drones and how do you kind of use drones within your own work? Yeah. So I... I've been using drones kind of since the beginning of my real estate. Oftentimes when you need to show, you know, a, a large piece of land or an acreage or something like that, the easiest way to do that is with a drone. And so it really started out of a necessity from what I was doing with real estate. And then once you start to get a bird's eye view of things, you you start to see a whole new world of opportunities in terms of creating different compositions that you don't often get to see from the ground perspective. And so whether that's using it for a wedding, for example, to capture this really stunning vista, you know, we've got some beautiful river valley around uh, or some wonderful golf courses that weddings take place at. And you can create some really dramatic portraiture with a drone just by getting, you know, 10, 20, 30 feet in the air that you can't necessarily with the camera that you have in your hand. For sure. And with the conference, why do you think it's important for these people to come in and kind of pass on the knowledge to either current photographers or aspiring photographers? Yeah, I think conferences like this are just a really good opportunity to connect. I think a lot of photographers find themselves in a mindset where, you know, we're, we're ultimately all competing for the same clients, people who want to take pictures or have photos taken of them. And I think this sort of conference really instills the community over competition that you you sometimes hear about in the photography community and it's really just recognition that we all ultimately can work together and learn from one another to make the industry better uh, and if all of our skills grow together then the industry as a whole and what we can offer to the community is just going to increase as well. For sure. And then when and where is it happening and how can people get involved? Do we have to buy tickets? Is it a free event? Yeah, so there's a few parts to the conference. It's taking place on October 27th to the 29th. So on the Friday, there's actually going to be a publicly open trade show. So the camera store, Sony, Tamron, uh, and a few other local businesses are all going to be at this trade show, which is going to be open to the public. So if you're a photographer or you're someone who likes cameras, really great opportunity to come to this trade show and actually talk to um, some camera manufacturers or some distributors that we don't necessarily have here in Fort McMurray. Um, so that's open to the public. The rest of the weekend is a ticketed event. There's a variety of ticket prices, whether you're a professional photographer of Canada member or whether you're a, a non-PPOC member. So the ticket prices for the majority of people who are non-members would be $288. And that's to get you into the full weekend's worth of speakers, includes two lunches as well. And then Saturday night is also our Alberta Awards Gala. So every year in the fall, we have a regional image competition where PPOC members can enter images. They're judged by a panel of professional photographers. And then we wait until this conference to actually hand out awards for best in class images through a variety of classes, as well as hand out photographer of the year awards. And so that gala 
takes place at this conference on the Saturday night as well. Awesome. And where is it happening? Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> happening at the Doug Barnes cabin. Awesome. And then is there anything else that I missed that you want to touch on before we finish up? Uh, I don't think so, other than just inviting people um, who have any interest to check out the, the website, lightmatters.ca. Uh, that's where you can buy your ticket or find out a bunch more information on each of the speakers that I mentioned that obviously I, we don't have time to get into the details about, but if you've got any questions, you can certainly um, shoot the PPOC Alberta page on Facebook uh, a message, or you can certainly reach out to myself as well, and I'd love to chat with anyone who's got some interest uh, and hopefully see a bunch of people at the conference. Awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you for taking the time and letting us know about your career and also about the Lights Matter conference. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix103.7.